Hello, everyone, and welcome to my birthday edition of the Nativist Podcast. This is my first solo podcast, and I am actually looking forward to sharing a little bit about what I have learned over my last 32 years. I cannot believe that I'm 32 years old, first of all. Blows my mind. I feel like I'm still, what, 22? I feel like I... I'm so committed to improving with age. I never want to just resign myself to aging. Sure, it's inevitable. I'm sure there's beauty in aging. And I have loved getting older on one hand because you just come into your own. You feel so comfortable in your skin or increasingly comfortable in your skin. And it's there's so much beauty in that. But also, I just want to keep learning and evolving and growing And so I constantly am assessing myself and evaluating and figuring out what can I do to get better? What can I learn from this situation or this trial or this environment, whatever it is. So here is a list of some of the lessons I have learned over my time. And I welcome any of you to comment with any lessons that you have learned So, and I'm also sharing this on my latest nativist blog post, so make sure to check that out as well if you don't have time to listen to all of my podcasts. And I'll try not to be too long-winded. So, starting off, my number one, this isn't in any list of priority, but my first lesson that I'm starting with is too much discipline can be as harmful as not enough. So, One of my greatest strengths and one of my greatest weaknesses is my discipline. And I think I get that from my father for sure. But I also can carry it to a dangerous end of the spectrum where I am maniacal about my discipline with eating, with exercising, with working, with any of the usually good things. Like they say, moderation is beneficial and key. And... I have learned to just pump the brakes on that discipline and to ease up and to give myself grace and to live life as well. And if you're chasing goals and you're hustling, that's good and you need to, but also you can't run yourself into the ground. You have to make sure that you recharge and that you're also enjoying life too. Life isn't meant to be enjoyed. Life isn't meant to be hard. Life isn't meant to be a struggle. Sure, there are hard times, and sure, not every moment is full of sunshine and rainbows and unicorns, but you should also be having fun and loving life and loving yourself and your life through every situation, no matter how quote-unquote negative it is. Next lesson, gratitude is the best way to get back to good when you're stressed, sad, pissed, bitter, anxious, uncertain. It is a magical salve for sure. It is the best way to reset yourself and one of my tricks that I have learned that works every single time is to ask myself in any downer situation whenever I'm down and out what are three things I'm grateful for right now and it automatically shifts my energy and my perspective and my focus there is always something to be grateful for and never ever 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 tell yourself oh it could never get any worse because you're just tempting fate homie, like it will get worse. Don't even go there. So just automatically 
force yourself if you need to think of three things like god at the very least i'm breathing right now and just the smallest things can generate the most joy and gratitude so every time i kid you not every time I get into my shower, especially in the winter months, and there is warm water. Every single time, I give thanks for the warm water. And I remember talking to a friend who served a mission, an LDS mission in Mongolia. And that's what sparked that, is because he told me how it was sub-zero temps. Like, so cold to the point where you would spit, and your spit would freeze before it hit the ground. That cold. And they would have to take cold showers. And he had such an upbeat attitude about it, which blew my mind. But... Ever since then, and that was over 10 years ago, I have given thanks every time I step into that warm shower. Every time I get into bed, I, especially again in the winter months, Idaho winters are harsh, I give thanks I have a warm bed because I spend a lot of time in bigger cities in DC. I spend a lot of time in DC for work. Um, And I see so many homeless people and it makes my heart hurt because I... I'm such a sissy lala when it comes to cold. Last night was so cold and I just zoomed the car when I, like I just, it's so hard for me to handle the cold and I can't even imagine living out in the elements. And so I'm just so grateful. I'm grateful for the abundance that I have financially with love, with good vibes with everything. I mean, I have been so blessed and I've never had to worry about money, but I never want to be numb to my fortune and to how blessed I am. So it's very important to me every time I go to the grocery store, I think I am so grateful that I never had to, I'm very budget conscious, but I've never had to budget. I just throw in whatever I want. And I'm so grateful for that. And just assess where you are and think about what you have going on in your life. Even the small things, start at the smallest things and think about what you're grateful for. Okay, next lesson. I don't want to get too long with each lesson. So number three is love is an infinite resource. There's always more where that came from. So keep tapping into that resource and sprinkling that shiz everywhere. It is. It is an endless well of love. And I know that a lot of parents can attest to this. I know that a lot of parents worry that when they have their second child or their subsequent children that they won't have enough love to cover because they're like, God, I love my first child so much. How will I have enough? And somehow it's just a spring of love. Like there is just an endless source of love. If you tap into that, there truly, truly is. And you have to get, again, gratitude is a great launching pad for that. But just get out of your negative vibes if you're in them and you will be amazed how there's always enough love. There's always enough love to go around. You can always generate more love. It is an abundant, infinite resource. So practice that. God, I was just sitting at the stoplight today after my pay it forwards and just watching people go by and this sounds so hippie and so out there and I get that, but just wish love on everybody just when you're standing in line at the grocery store or especially if you're in a really pissy mood this is a great time to do that just silently lean to yourself I love you or like I'm wishing love and light upon you so just a great way to get yourself back to good um if you feel a little silly doing that nobody needs to know that you're doing it silently to yourself or you don't have to do it to each their own 
you live your life. You do you. But that's what I like to do. Um, and it really gets me into a good mindset. So next one, uh, numero cuatro, it is people care more about how you make them feel than how many degrees, talents, accolades, achievements, possessions you have. This is a great lesson to remember when you're feeling down on yourself for not achieving a certain status or a certain level in your company or you just feel like, man, I really don't have as much to show for my life as I feel like I should or look at her or look at him. They have this much going on. They have a PhD. They have this many achievements to their name and they're just so incredible. And who am I and what do I have to offer? I remember having this conversation with a friend a while ago and it was a heart to heart, a late night heart to heart. There might've been alcohol involved. And we were talking and she is one of those lights of people's lives where she can walk into a room and automatically befriend anyone and make them feel on top of the world. And she just has this way with people that is invaluable. That is gold. People don't give a flying fuck what you have done in your life. If you make them feel awful, if you don't lift them up, if you leave them feeling less than or if you don't empower them or connect with them and sure emotional intelligence comes naturally to some people and interpersonal skills come naturally to some people but it's a muscle that can be strengthened again just love people that's the best way to start that's the first place to start is just love people and take an interest in people and listen listen so the, the trick is, is to be interested in people and don't monopolize a conversation or dominate it trying to tell how important you are, how amazing you are. Just listen, take an interest in people and that will get you farther than anything else, I swear. So again, circling back to that lesson, people care more about how you make them feel than what you've done with your life. Uh, next one, you don't have to explain yourself. If you turn down an invitation, if you want to wear a certain outfit, if you want to live your life a certain way, as long as you're not harming anybody, obviously, you don't have to explain yourself. You don't have to justify yourself. You don't have to say, well, it's because of this. And it's enough to say, hey, um, thank you for the invitation, but I won't be able to make it. That's it. You don't have to explain why. You don't have to explain yourself to anyone. You really don't. And once you learn that, it is liberating. So just know that you are enough. You don't need to explain your existence to people and why you're doing things a certain way. Just live your life. Let people live theirs. But it goes, I mean, don't expect explanations from other people also. Like if somebody turns down an invitation that you extend to them, be like, and they just politely uh not deny the invitation but say that they can't come or whatever accept that and be okay with it and live and let live right so number six let your intuition reign supreme your intuition knows what's up so know this and tap into that and honor that 
save yourself so much time and regret and heartache and don't ignore it don't silence it don't intellectualize it don't get in your head about it especially when it comes to the next point which is a messy no i'm sorry when it comes to relationships someone's potential is irrelevant if they're not pursuing it and as preview previously stated honor your intuition so i have a, an exceptional way i think and this isn't bragging because everybody has their strengths, but I can instantly get a feel for somebody. I can instantly get a read on them. It's just something that's natural to me. I instinctively know their motivations. I know what drives them. I know their mindset. I just, I just do. And I instantly know if someone is riding those good waves or those bad waves, and I know if we're gonna get along. And I try to get along with everybody, but again, like you're not gonna get along with everybody, that's okay. But especially like when it comes to relationships, or friendships, or business partnerships, whatever it is, I know right away if we are compatible or not. And when I've gotten into trouble is when I have ignored that and Especially me, so this is me getting real. So I have, um, I'm very independent and I'm content to be single if I am not 100% vibing with somebody. And so that's very off-putting for some people and it throws some people off and I just have a very definite idea of what I want and I know when it's a match and I know when... I will be happy and it's not that I have exceedingly high standards or impossible standards. No, I just will not settle. And if the person or the situation doesn't enhance my life and like vice versa, then I mean, there's, there's no point in starting a relationship. So when I got into my head about having impossibly high standards and ignoring my intuition right away, uh, especially with dating, then that's when I got into trouble. When I tried to silence my doubts, my intuition, well, maybe I just need to give him more of a chance. Maybe I'm not giving him enough of a chance. Every single time, eventually I'd be like, no, my intuition was right. My initial feeling was right. I should have honored that. And that's happened so many times. Like my sister, so many times she has, there have been people that I've, bless her hearts. <laughs> I've warned her against them and I've been like, hey, they're not somebody that you want to get too close to. They don't necessarily have your best interests at heart. They have their own demons that they're still wrestling with. Just be careful about investing too much time and energy into that friendship or relationship or business partnership and every single time it's played out. And it's just been something that has served me well. And I believe that everybody has that intuition. It's not just me. Some people have heightened senses of intuition, especially if they're more in tune with them, but everybody does. And so really tune into that and eliminate all of the noise and really like really honor your intuition because everybody has it. Okay, next one, a messy Trump starts no chart. A messy start trumps no start, and this is really something that I had to keep in mind when I started this podcast because I'm recovering type A. <laughs> I wanted it to be perfect, and I have just released that. The past few years, I've released that <laughs> with my work, with my photography. Now, I actually love when I take pictures and they're off-center. It drives my sister crazy, um, which is funny because she's not necessarily a type A, but 
certain things bug certain people, but I love the realness. I love, I do it next to none post-editing with my podcast because I like it to be as real to raw. I want it to reflect life. I want it to be how it was. And I love art. I gravitate towards art that is messy and all over the place and abstract and not perfectly lined. And that's because I just embrace life's messiness. And I love that. And just letting myself off the hook of having it have to be perfect. I have held myself back from so many ventures and so many things that I've wanted to do because I, it's not, I haven't had the time or the energy to invest in making it perfect. And perfection is an illusion. You're always going to be chasing it and you have to start somewhere. Everybody is an amateur when they start. Some people have natural aptitudes for things, but just start, just start. And that's just so freeing when you just take that first step. Get over your hump, your self-imposed hump, and just do the damn thing. Number nine, minimalism is undervalued in pretty much all areas of your life. So this comes to home decor. This comes to your business ventures and what you fill your days with, um, what you say yes to. I, I've really had to learn this lesson because I've always been of the mind I love being crazy busy stupidly busy where I am going from the minute I wake up to the minute that I fall asleep um just 14 15 16 hour days so I have my full-time job and I work for the Department of Justice and then I have various side hustles I mean I've had a clothing store where I've had when I had the brick and mortar with my sister being there and so I would work full-time and then go work at the store. And then after that, I would style from the store and then go on photo shoots. Um, and then just keeping up on the store and so many side hustles. And I love being busy. But then I'd get to the end of my days and it's easy to crash and burn that way. And it's easy to run yourself into the ground like that. And then you don't have the time to really invest in your ventures of passion and what will yield the most passion and the most success. Um, and so I'm reading a book on, it's called Minimalism by Greg Keough, I think is um, the author. And I was gifted it by someone and it has been a life changer. And I've sensed that all along. I just have resisted it because I'm like, no, I want to have so many balls in the air and I feel like it's a badge of honor. And I just want to go, 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 go. And that's when I'm happy. And I love feeling productive at the end of my day. Like I just got an impossible amount of accomplishments done. But then I wasn't really progressing in the areas that I really wanted to progress in because I was so spent and I was so just bushed by the time I got done. And that's not really the life I want to live. So you have to invest your time wisely and invest your resources wisely, your time, your money, all of that. So to each their own, however you want to decorate, but there's so much beauty in simplicity with your wardrobe, with your home decor, with your friendships, quality over quantity. Um, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, and that's the next one, quality over quantity with clothes, with friends, with business ventures, with home decor, with exercise hours, uh, exercise hours, man, let's start there. So Tabata or high intensity interval training, 
you don't have to spend five plus hours at the gym. And that's, again, a hard lesson that I had to learn. Um, again, discipline is something that comes easily to me. I would spend over five hours working out each day, every single day. And not just coasting through my workouts, like leaving it all on the floor. And again, I had really nothing left to give because I was just driving myself into the ground. So you can get a quality workout in 30 minutes. You don't need to spend hours in a gym, honestly. And I have learned that lesson now. I work out less than ever and I feel better, better than ever. And I still do the work of the classes every so often or like the intense workouts that I used to do and can crush them with so much more ease than in the past when I was spending so much more time in the gym. And that's because I honor my body and I listen to it and I am not just over, I'm not exhausting myself. So quality over quantity. Next, number 11, your body is significantly more intelligent than you can even imagine. Don't try to outsmart it. It knows what's up. It truly does. And we are just scratching the surface on our understanding of our bodies and it knows what it's doing. It knows what it needs. Its main goal, you guys, is to keep yourself alive. That's its objective. And so it knows what it's doing. We humans have been around for so many years and we've evolved and it just intuitively knows what it needs. And when you have certain cravings, especially like once your palate is cleaned, um, it's not all slugged up with processed foods and it knows what kind of exercise it needs to function optimally. It knows what nutrition it needs to function optimally. It knows what rest it needs. So really listen to it and don't try to, sure there are certain body hacks, but don't try to outsmart it. Don't try to force it into submission because you will end up losing and you're just not going to win that way. And with the next point, this um, that your body is significantly more intelligent than you can even imagine plays into the next few lessons. Your biography becomes your biology. So your body reflects your stresses, your traumas, your life choices, whatever is going on in your life will be reflected in your body. I went to that bodies exhibit uh, a while ago and they said that the number one death factor is stress. So you can be overweight and obese and all these other awful conditions. And if you are um, a non-stressor, if you are a good viber, then you're so much far ahead than people who stress. Stress is murder on your body. So your biography becomes your biology. And it's amazing if you really delve deeply into how your body how energy shows up in your body. So I don't know, like especially any of you massage therapists can attest to this. So especially if you have a lot of stress or a lot of trauma, a popular place for that to get trapped into is your hips. And it's it's energy. It's proven to be true. And so a lot of people, like a lot of massage therapists, will be massaging people and they'll get to somebody's hips and release that energy and people will just lose it on the table and break down and sob. And they've had organ donors where they've, transplanted the organs and then all of a sudden they'll have that residual emotional trauma and the host will experience that from the donor's experiences. It's fascinating. So 
Again, your biography becomes your biology. Adopt a holistic approach when healing your body. So don't just spot treat. If you feel like your health is subpar, take a holistic approach. And not a lot of conventional doctors do that. So a lot of times you have to take your health into your own hands. But make sure that you are treating your body as a whole. And that's very important. And next, get on the same team as your body. Your body is trying to help you. Your body is trying to keep you alive. So don't try to resist, fight, shame, bully into submission. No matter how you abuse it, it still strives to keep you alive every second of every day with every heartbeat. And that is love. So acknowledge and recognize its loyalty to you. And that is a true game changer. So make sure that you acknowledge that. That's so important. And this is especially one for people who struggle with body image. Appreciate your body. Appreciate what it does for you. Focus on that. Don't focus on your aesthetic. Don't focus on what you look like. Don't try to force yourself into a different body type. Appreciate and embrace your body type. Sure, try to optimize it and be the best you that you can be. But accept yourself and accept yourself through all of that. And that was a really hard lesson. That was one of the hardest lessons that I had to learn was just accepting myself and getting on the same team. And I remember hating my arms for so long. I hated them because they were so big. And I hated my legs because they were so big. I didn't have those that slim body type. And then I remember my dad... Um, and my parents were so great about cultivating a positive body image. And I'm infinitely grateful for that. But I remember my dad always just praising my arms because, oh, look how strong your arms are. Look how muscular they are. Look how great they look. Oh, those are strong arms. And then guys that I dated, oh, look at those muscles. Look at those arms. And it was such a shift for me because it was such a foreign concept to me. Oh, my gosh, this is a positive. This is a good thing. And now it's honestly one of my favorite parts of my body because I just think of how strong they are and how much time and effort I've put into making them strong. And so once I really just embraced my body and thanked it, honestly, honestly, I kid you not, stand in front of the mirror, whatever you need to do, and Give thanks for those strong legs, those big quads. If you don't have a thigh gap, screw that. Who cares? Be thankful for what you do have. And even if you have to fake it till you make it, give thanks for whatever attributes, the physical attributes that you do have and pretend like you love it. And that will, over time, it may not be automatic, but over time it will play off. And again, we'll talk about it later, how powerful your thoughts are and how important affirmations are but get on the same team as your body with your nutrition. Feed it, nourish it. View working out as a way to gift your body and give thanks to it and to nourish it. Think of food not as not in terms of calories, but in, term, in terms of nourishment. And what can I do to make myself feel the best? Working out, what is going to make me feel the best? And again, like speaking of just a side note with fitness, there are so many different workouts out there. So if you hate running, don't run. If you hate certain workouts, don't do it. There are so many options for you. 
that you will find something that you at least don't hate doing at the very least, but love to do. So just find that. And sure, there are certain things that you need to do to strengthen your weak spots, but love yourself through it and figure out like what works for you. And that's the key, man. Just start with that. Okay. So number 16, how, no, number 15, live intuitively, particularly regarding your health. And this is kind of is in line with what I had said before, but your body instinctively, instinctively knows what it needs. So once you learn to tune into it, you are set. Try not to intellectualize your fitness and nutrition. That's key right there. I will, I will repeat that. Try not to intellectualize your fitness and nutrition. I had to learn that the hard way and it has been invaluable just letting my body be the boss and letting it guide me. So don't follow a certain regimen just because it's the latest fad, just because a, social, a certain social media guru recommended it or because you saw somebody glow up with a certain workout or a certain fitness regimen or counting their macros or the keto diet or whatever it is. Everybody is different. And just because you want to look a certain way shouldn't be your motivating factor. What works for me might not work for you. And your body's requirements fluctuate daily. So try to clean your palate that has been key for me um, and luckily I grew up with a pretty clean eating household so I just naturally gravitate towards like plant-based diet and vegetables it's not discipline so whenever like I go out and I eat and I love veggies it's not discipline it's because I genuinely love it I'm not trying to look a certain way and that's very important for me to for people to know for some reason because I want them to know that I accept my body and I accept how I look and I'm not chasing that certain aesthetic I genuinely love food and nutritious food and a lot of that is because a I grew up eating it so I developed a, a palate for it but also because I love how it makes me feel and I let that drive me how is eating a certain food going to make me feel and once you let that guide your choices then that really helps you because sure every so often you just want to let loose and have I'm gluten and dairy free, so I know that some people will still have ice cream or whatever because they, they love it. And so sure, in moderation, um, but to me, it's just not worth feeling that crappy. So I feel so good because I eat food in its natural form. So um, fruits and vegetables and all of that, if it comes in a package, I don't eat it. Um, unless it's like those apple slices from Costco that are just pure dehydrated apple slices. That's it. <laughs> It's like the only thing in a package that I eat and it makes me feel amazing and that's paramount to me. So that's what matters to me the most. So once you vibe with your body, you'll be blown away by its intelligence. So you're craving. So when I crave certain things, I honor it. And there's a cell that I, I crave every single day and I, I don't think I've posted the recipe yet, but I will. I crave it every single day, you guys. And once I looked into the ingredients, um, it makes perfect sense because those are what my body was lacking. So it has sweet potatoes and all of the um, nutritious properties of sweet potatoes or what my body was lacking and pepitas, um, raw pumpkin seeds and spinach and kale is what I use sometimes with it and honey and apples. Um, and sometimes I'll crave citrus and every time it's because I'm fighting something off. And so your body knows what's up so really tune into it okay number 16 how you feel matters far more than how you look focus on that focus on how you want to feel 
don't beat yourself up because you look a certain way. It'll fall into place. That's the thing. That's the ironic part is once you really tune in and sync up with your body, it gets into its natural rhythm and it just works out and it finds its baseline and once you once you start trying to force it into something is when it like starts fighting you and resisting you and stubbornly holding on to fat stubbornly holding on to whatever so once you really key into what your body needs and find its rhythm and flow is when you will really win confidence is key that's number 17. If you own it, it doesn't matter what you look like or how much you know or how talented you are. This applies to all areas of your life. So whether you are in a swimsuit at the pool or at the beach, don't you love those people that you see and they may not necessarily fit into society's ideal of a perfect body type, but they own it and they are just strutting their stuff. I love it. I want to go up and just give them a giant hug and high five. That is everything. How somebody carries themselves is everything. Think about, like, you. there are certain people who just have that je ne sais quoi or just that certain way of carrying themselves. They not, may not be conventionally beautiful, but again, beauty's in the eye of the, of the beholder, but they just have that certain spark and light behind themselves. That's what matters. So if you have confidence, you're instantly more attractive instantly more appealing and just sometimes it's faking it till you make it so sometimes you're about to give a presentation or you know publicly speak or do something at work or whatever it is and you feel a little less than secure um just fake it till you make it and confidence is really what speaks to people so pretend tell yourself that's where those positive affirmations come in. Tell yourself that you are a badass biatch or bro or whatever it is and own it. And whether it's regarding your body, your business, whatever it is, just own it. Number 18, your thoughts are mind-blowingly powerful. Like that quote says, if you knew how truly powerful your thoughts are, you would never think a negative thought. That is so true. And that's something that I've truly been focusing on lately. I am blown away by how true this statement is and how far reaching and powerful your thoughts are. And sure, negative thoughts will creep in. They just will. And that's okay. And don't fight and resist it. Just accept it and flow with it. But I make such a conscious effort to keep my thoughts positive and to not stoop to that low vibe and that low level. And just constantly tell myself, you are intelligent, you are successful, you are competent, you are all of the good things. And just trying to extend that love and that grace to other people too. Um, my life has truly reflected that, honestly. Um, I'm big into manifestation and the law of attraction because my life has reflected that. And it's answered a lot of lingering life questions that I have had about like why I've had persisting issues in my life is because I've thought a certain way and once I cleared that up and I reoriented myself into a more positive mind frame honestly like here's just one example and this sounds trivial and silly but it's true so my 
I've wanted long hair and I had a pixie a few years ago and then I had like a few bad haircuts since then and then I just feel like my hair was at a growing standstill and I would constantly say and think that god why is my hair not growing I want it I want mermaid hair I want it to be so long and I would take vitamins and biotin and try to do all the right things and try to take care of my hair but still like just tell myself my hair isn't growing why isn't it growing and then I just shifted that and I'm like, no, my hair is growing so long. Every day I would tell myself my hair is growing so long. My hair is so healthy. And then instantly it started growing, magically started growing. And I had so many people <laughs> comment like, whoa, why did your hair just start growing all of a sudden? Like externally acknowledged. And so that's just my silly little example of how manifestation can work. And every time like I if I'm anxious about something or embarking on a new adventure or whatever it is, I take the time to manifest feeling good at the end of it and feeling good through it. And every time it works, no matter how uncertain or anxious or fearful you are, it works. So just focus on that feeling that you want, that feeling of just ultimate fulfillment and happiness and it truly is amazing just how powerful your thoughts are. Number 19, nature is the best therapy. It's instant energy and it's an instant energy recharger and a soul restorer. So it gets me back to right every time. I crave the mountains. I crave getting into nature. It instantly minimizes your problems, whatever stresses that you have. And I love just tuning into the energy of nature and just how peaceful it is and it makes me feel whole and complete and blissed and content and it melts away any of the problems that I experience down um well speaking of like when I'm up in the mountains when I you know I'm like living my when I'm not in the mountains, sometimes things can get a little heavy. And I actually like consider myself a pretty constant high viber. Um, I've learned to not let, to get hyped up about things. And so I am pretty even kill overall. Sometimes things can get to you. Um, but just somehow getting out into nature just re-energizes and restores you. And so that's my first recommendation for people who really just need an um, energy energizer. That's redundant. <laughs> if you need some more energy, get out into nature. So number 20, energy rules the universe. It all comes down to energy. So this isn't hippie talk, y'all. This is science. This is physics. Albert Einstein has said this for, well, he's no longer with us, but he has said this for years. Like he said, people will increasingly understand this, that it all comes down to energy. And I feel like it's trending that way. People are catching on to this. So citing one of Einstein's quotes, he says, everything is energy and that's all there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality you want and you cannot help but get that reality. It can be no other way. This is not philosophy. This is physics. Physics look into it you guys if you don't believe me I challenge you to look into it and how powerful energy is and how important it is number 21 your biggest act of kindness to the world is getting right with yourself so when you're at peace and solid in who you are it is a ripple effect so if you radiate love and acceptance that will play out into the world and so 
you've heard the saying, hurt people hurt people. If you are content and happy with yourself, you want everybody else to be truly content and happy with themselves, right? And so that's your first order of business is getting right by yourself and getting your own orders in a fair. And sometimes like you're a work in progress, sure. And so constantly like be working on yourself and evolving. But just that should be your focus is getting right with yourself because that plays out and that affects the world. So take care of yourself. Self-care is important. So make sure that you take time for that. And that was my birthday challenge is I wanted everybody not only to have a ripple effect paying it forward with other people, but also honoring yourself and showing love towards yourself and performing acts of kindness on yourself. So take that bubble bath and treat yourself to your favorite meal and take time for yourself, especially you parents out there. And everybody, it's not just parents who are busy. I can attest to that. I am so grateful for the my friends who are parents who are like, just because you're not a parent doesn't mean that you don't run yourself to, to the ground and aren't busy because you are. Everybody, everybody should practice self-care and take care of themselves. Number 22, it is always worth an ask. Always worth an ask. Don't hold yourself back. So whether you're asking for a date, a promotion, or an extra side of hot sauce at the restaurant, you will be amazed at what you can get if you just dare to ask. So sometimes you're timid and sometimes you talk yourself out of it or you second guess yourself. The worst that they can say is no and be okay with that. I love the Tao of Seneca if you follow Tim Ferriss. I love how he advocates practicing your worst case scenario in your mind and being okay with what you think is the worst outcome and making yourself uncomfortable and don't take it personally and you have so much more to gain than lose by just asking. Just ask. You'll be astounded by what can come if you just dare to ask. So number 23, save yourself time and sanity and don't try to do it all. I'm still learning this. I know it on some level, but actually applying that has been something that I have really had to work on applying. Um, like I have a friend, Abby Armstrong, shout out to Abby. She is 21 and she learned this lesson early in life and knows the value of outsourcing and not trying to do it all. And I let my ego get in the way. It is pure ego because I'm like, well, if they can do it, I can do it. So maybe that's not my strong suit and I will force myself to do it. And I hate every moment of it. And it's not as effective. And I'm not as efficient at it, but God damn it, I'm going to do it because they can do it. And if they can do it, I can do it. And I will force myself to do it. And sure, a lot of times you can save yourself a lot of money if you do it yourself. Like if you install... If you unclog your drain, um, I'm a lot, I'm a big fan of doing it yourself and not hiring everything out. I love being self-sufficient. But there are all kinds who make a world. And so a lot of people, they genuinely, A, enjoy doing it and are good at doing it, can do it so much faster than you can. So why not let them handle that so you can free yourself up to attend to the things that you are good at and fast at. So wisely invest your time and resources infinite or finite resources and so don't try to do it all don't have a million balls in the air and that was really hard for me like I for example my latest practice of that was letting go of teaching 
at Gold's Gym, and that was really hard for me because I loved, I loved teaching and I loved doing it, but I wasn't able to put enough time and energy towards my podcast and my blog because I was so spread thinly, and with my store and with everything going on, like I've really had to let things take a backseat and pare down and minimize. So don't try to do it all. And DIYing, sure, like growing your own food and all of that and making your own clothes and all of that. Um, if it brings you personal joy, do it. But it's not necessarily the best, best use of your time and resources. And I've done a blog post on that because a lot of times you have to spend a lot more time and resources, A, on figuring out how to do it and then upkeeping it. And so just figuring out what works for you. Okay, number 24. This plays into the previous point. Stop the glorification of busy. Stop considering an impossibly packed schedule a badge of honor. The truly successful people know how to best invest their time and energy to maximize their strengths and yield the greatest results. They also understand the next point. Recharging and reflection are essential for your productivity, your sanity, your health, and your creativity. Inspiration usually strikes not when you're actively or aggressively luring it and trying to attract it, but when you are taking a breather. And so if you have read any of Brian Tracy's books, he is a major advocate for taking 30 minutes each day. And he promises that whatever problem is plaguing you, whatever issue is dragging you down, if you take 30 minutes to yourself and sit in silence without any distractions, don't walk, don't move, just sit in silence, out in nature ideally, but wherever, your solution will come to you. This frees up your mind and this allows you to tap in into your intuition, your brain's deep reserves. And it helps you really free into, or tap into the solution that you need. So number 26, normalcy is an illusion. Everyone is weird, so own your weirdness. Your uniqueness is your superpower. Don't hide it. Flaunt it. Let the world see it. When people say they're weird, everybody's weird. Who's normal? Nobody's normal. If they're normal, it's just because they're like trying to fit into a certain box. So just fly that freak flag. Just be yourself. Number 27, feel your emotions. Don't repress them. This is essential if you are going to live a life of happiness. What you resist persists. So if you try to deny those feelings, they'll they'll show up eventually. They will. They won't just magically melt away. They'll crop up somehow. So if you ignore, deny, shove them down, they will just fester and pop up pop up eventually, usually in magnified form. And so the trick is to feel them and let them move through your body without wallowing. And this is something that Tony Robbins acknowledges. So you can stay on that high vibe. And that's how people can genuinely be consistently happy. It's because they, they feel their negative emotions. And Rachel Laird and I, I love you, Rachel. Rachel Laird and I talked about this in our last podcast. So feel them. You will get pissed off. It's a human emotion. You will get pissed off. You'll get sad. You'll get anxious. You'll get fearful, whatever. Embrace that, acknowledge that, accept that, but don't stay there. Don't stay there. Let those emotions move through your body and lean into them, lean into them, but then don't let them stay. Emotions are emotions. They're not good. They're not bad. They just are. So don't assign any 
positive designation or negative they, they're just emotions so just view them as messengers what are they trying to tell me how can I learn from them how can I grow okay number 28 you can appreciate others beauty without diminishing your own there are a lot of beautiful people walking around this earth um I think my friends constitute 90% of them I have the most jaw-droppingly beautiful friends it honestly astonishes me I had a friend, he lives in DC, and he's actually, shout out to Terrence, anyway, he was launching this social media app, which Say Word is the name of it. Anyway, so we met, so we work at the same place, Department of Justice, a few years ago, I think it was back in 2014, and we became friends then, and he, I think it was like one of the first people that he told about this app, so then um, we stayed in contact, and so I would like help him with him and talk about this app with him. And he would see all of my photography that I did with my sister and all these beautiful Idaho girls. And so he actually flew out to Idaho. So I styled and did a shoot for him. Um, and I coordinated it. Um, and my sister shot it with these beautiful Idaho girls because he's like, these beautiful Idaho girls, where are they coming from? Anyways, my, my point is there are so many beautiful people in this world and beauty is in the eye of the hope beholder so you can acknowledge and appreciate somebody's beauty without feeling like it threatens your own there can be a lot of pretty princesses and pretty princes handsome princes in this world so just because someone else is beautiful doesn't mean you're not so be okay with that and let people know how beautiful they are and express that Number 29, there are multiple types of intelligence. So don't judge your intelligence or others by one definition. This is so important to me. I feel so passionately about this. So I see so many people, like my sister, for example. She is truly one of the smartest people I know. And I hate when she denies this or resists this because school wasn't her strong point. So if you were to judge her by... The conventional education standards you might reach a different conclusion but she is brilliant when it comes to business and she's very intuitive with certain things and she is my guide like <laughs> she I constantly seek her advice and other people there are people who are just phenomenal at auto mechanics or navigating there's this book that I read um I've read it since college but guns gems and still and it talks about it touches on that there are certain kinds of intelligences so you have some of those quote-unquote backward societies or societies that aren't um, modern and you have these people who have just certain kinds of intelligences like the Maoris in New Zealand and they can navigate through the jungle like nobody's business and survive and it is unmatched in our modern world and just because they can't function successfully initially in a modern world does not mean that they are backwards and it does not mean that they are less than people I truly believe that people like Albert Einstein says are geniuses in their own right in their own way um Languages come easily to me. Grammar comes easily to me. 
English and reading and all that comes easily to me. Math, I have to work at. And so I always take issue when people judge people and their intelligence by how they express themselves and by their grasp on grammar. So maybe you confuse your with your. So Y-O-U-R with Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. That's, I'm lucky because I can, like, how you communicate is in languages, and so that's my strong suit. But if I had to communicate via math symbols, I'd be screwed. And so every time that I see somebody misuse you or your, I just think, well, man, like, if I had to match them in a math contest, they would probably own me. So don't judge people's intelligence. Just extend grace. And there are so many different kinds of intelligence. So some people are masterful musicians, which is sound smartness, or... Brilliant logisticians or mathematicians, number reasoning smartness, or natural athletes, bodily kinesthetic smartness, or gifted linguists. The list goes on. There's so many different types of intelligences. I think like one of the counts is nine different types of intelligences. So the next time that you feel tempted to judge someone for mistaking you or your, um, consider how you would feel if someone assessed your intelligence solely on your calculus skills or a certain dimension. So appreciate and play to your strengths and honor and acknowledge others. Number 30. So we're in the home stretch, you guys. Thanks for staying with me. Everybody has a story to tell, so stay interested in others. I love Humans of New York. They, I love the guy who is behind it. Just everybody on the street has a fascinating story to tell. Everybody is multidimensional. Everybody has multifacets to them. Everybody comes from somewhere. Everybody has a reason for the way that they are. Try not to judge people. Try to give them the benefit of the doubt. Try to understand that everybody is doing the best that they can. Being a human can be hard. And everybody has something to offer to this world. You can learn something from every single person. So don't be so high on yourself that you feel like you have learned all the lessons there are to learn or you're above someone because they're a certain socioeconomic status or of a certain educational level. No, you can learn something from everybody. Number 31, you never know what life has in store. Life will always surprise you. Do your best to enjoy the ride. Celebrate the highs. Cherish the minor moments. Get excited about that latte that you're having. Get excited about the new shirt that you get. Get excited about getting to see your best friend or snuggle with your little one. It's about the little moments and appreciate the tough times for the lessons they teach you and the strength they impart. Thinking back on all the hard times that you've had, aren't you grateful for them because they've made you that much stronger? Stay jazzed on life and never ever become numb to its beauty. I was driving back home with my friend Julie. Julie, I love you. We were driving back home this weekend from Hot Springs and just marveling at the beauty of the landscape. And I think this constantly. I never want to be so numb to the beauty of the world that I don't get giddy with how beautiful it is. I want to, no matter how many times I've seen the moon or seen mountains, even if it's the same landscape that I've seen time and time before, I constantly want to just bask in it and soak it up and absorb it and love it and express thanks for it. Okay, last one. Number 32. Balance is the key to life with everything. 
this proves more and more true. The older I get, balance is a key to life. Balance is a key to life with love. Well, not with love. The more love, the better. Balance is a key to life with fitness, with nutrition, with work, with play, with everything. Balance. It all comes down to balance. That's why certain words of wisdom or advice ring true with certain people because you're just trying to get back in the middle of the spectrum. Let's say that you're on one side of the spectrum or the other and somebody imparts a certain kernel of advice and so if it really resonates with you it's because it's going to help you get back to the middle and get back to balance and I have actually a tattoo one of my tattoos behind my ear I have a few tattoos that signify balance and I truly believe in how powerful balance is so I am to the end of my list thank you everyone for staying with me and listening and I am so appreciative of your love and your support with everything I have had a phenomenal 32 years and I know that I have so many more and thank you for everything and I hope you guys have an amazing incredible day and I hope that you practice the ripple effect and pay it forward. Do those random acts of kindness for yourself and for others. And I love you all. And thank you.